podcast, uh-huh. and we bringing to you. Every time we turn live, and you know it's the truth. Every after show, move yeah. it down. This the time to move around. Uh, no gimmicks, podcast is going down. Every night, every time in the ring. This is time for no gimmicks, no, we doing our thing. What's your state of mind? State of mind. Moving down a statement when we take the line. This is exactly wrestling the state of time. When you see Stone Cold like me, with the stunner in the world, exactly, man, what we bring. Every night we move like Brock Lesnar, the F5, no gimmicks. We take you to your limit, what's the feeling? Uh, when we live in the air, you know we on, this the time. Guarantee we move, you know how we respond. The state is mine, the state is mine when we feel it. Yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Podcast here on the DFPN. We are outside the confines of Patreon. We're going to follow a little bit of the smoke pits thing. They do this thing on a smoke pit. I say they like I'm not a part of the show. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) We do this thing on the smoke pit where uh, the first show of every month is outside the walls of Patreon. We let everybody tune in and see what the show is like. So you can come back, support the team, support the home brand. Well, I wanted to do that for no gimmicks. And we got some we got some new people in the group. So what better way to introduce them than by doing a live show? So here we are outside the walls of Patreon. It is I, Bread Like a King, made this Kelvin Kaylee, and my co-host, Frank D, the chosen one. What's up, brother? How you doing? Well, brother, tonight we're going to talk about the matches that made Hollywood. That is, brother. That is correct, and you are you are decked out tonight, celebrating the occasion. Now, for those who don't know, we're doing this show as part of the celebration of forty years of Hulkamania, which they are going to be doing on uh, WrestleMania. So, what better way to kick off WrestleMania season by doing this shit right here on No Gimmicks? So, we got a good show planned. Before we get into that, though. Let me let me do the honors. Let me shout out the sponsors. Shout out to Khan's Custom Creations. Follow her on Facebook. Look at that. Uh, I am rocking some of the custom no gimmick gear that she made for us. Follow her on Facebook and also at IG. You see it down at the bottom. Tap in, follow, get your orders in, and get you some custom gear. Like I mentioned, we're outside of Patreon, but to follow us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. What I didn't recognize <laughs> is we actually have a free tier. Uh, you can follow us on Patreon for free. Uh, you will get all the shows if you follow us before everybody else. But to get the live shows, you have to subscribe to a tier, right? So we do this show live on Patreon weekly. So go follow us over there. Join that conversation for as little as $3. It will get you in the door. But if you just want to wait and get it before everybody else, there is a free tier there too. Just come follow us on Patreon. There's a lot of good shit to follow us for. So follow us and shout out to the that feeling family, that feeling.bandcamp.com, the entire that feeling catalog. Musically, you can get that for $3 as well too. Now, before we jump into this top 10 mix, uh, it would be remiss. We'd be remiss not to cover the elephant in the room. <laughs> so right. let's kick the show off by saying player three has entered the game 
and he fucking Leroy Jenkins that shit, bro. The Rock. Well, go yeah. ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say the, the. I was gonna say the Rock. Technically, he he didn't just enter the game. He's already he he had already been in it. Yep. And and he decided now is the time to pull the trigger on the on the match with Roman. But there are some things you know we've been talking about this since it happened, and a lot of different stories are starting to come out here about maybe there's more than what meets the eye here mm-hmm. uh, of what's going on with, with the rock and, and, and Cody and potentially what the rock is doing for Cody and what this may be leading to for Cody Rhodes. Now here on no gimmicks, we have been speculating for months as it yes. relates to Cody Rhodes and yes, Cody Rhodes uh, trajectory and where we think he's going. And mm-hmm. I've been saying for a while here on this show that Cody is destined to be a heel. I said Cody Rose is a heel. He just don't know it yet. Yep. And we're leading to that. We are leading to Cody turning heel. And, and The Rock is going to be the person to do it. Because here's the thing. The ultimate goal is going to be for Roman Reigns to be the guy. Roman Reigns to be the head, you know, the face of the WWE. The baby right. face of WWE. Right. This is the reason why they had to go down this route because what happens is you can become the biggest bad guy and they will love you when you turn. Now, Cody has been the the biggest good guy, okay? And now when he turns, I'm not saying that it's going to be on the same level of when this guy did it, but being as how... Cody has all these people behind him and all this support right now. I cannot wait when he turns. Oh, it's going to be glorious. Bro. It's going to be magic <laughs> because he's it's basically be telling glorious. you, he sent a tweet out to say that basically, trust me. And I remember Jake mm-hmm. Sank used to say, trust me a lot too. Mm-hmm. It does. So we're looking basically here at Cody Rhodes being the chosen one here. And we're going to correlate this once again, as we do here on No Gimmicks, to Star Wars. Cody Rhodes is Anakin Skywalker. He is the chosen one. He is destined to be the world champion. Yep. Roman Reigns, in character, Star Wars-wise, is Count Dooku. He is the apprentice of Paul Heyman, who is the wise man. Correct. So, when it comes down to it, the wise man needs a new apprentice. So, Hespito, he is going to turn on Roman Reigns, and he is going to side with Cody. That will turn Cody heel. Roman will then go babyface. So then you say, well, what does the family members do? What does Solo do? What does Jimmy do? Well, they're going to turn on Roman. That's what they're going to do. They have to. There is no more bloodline. This is this is the nightmare family. That's what it's going to be. Or it could be something else. I wouldn't be surprised be if we, if we, we, it could be the nightmare family, but it wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise me, you know, far fetched as it sounds. As I was talking to you earlier, WWE owns this very popular intellectual property. It's three letters, but a, a logo similar to the shirt you're wearing right now. Yep. They could do something with that if they wanted to. I'm sure Cody would get a, a kick out of doing something. I mean, his father was part of that WCW, and I'm talking about the NWO. Mm hmm. I mean, could you imagine here from a storyline standpoint and just booking Cody Rhodes becomes a world champion and spray paints that belt? 
That would be absolutely amazing. But it's and, <laughs> and it would and it would and it would be crazy because it would go against what he was been talking about. Well, I I want to have the belt my dad never held, but it's like you didn't really mean that. Right. But the same, you know, you didn't mean that you, you wanted it for yourself, not for the father, not for your brother. You wanted it for yourself. So there's a lot of different ways that could go with this story. There there is. That would make sense. That would turn Cody into the ultimate douchebag, pretty much the ultimate piece of shit. (laughs) So here's, here's where I'm going to go with this and watching SmackDown. I correlated two things, right? Cody Rhodes in that promo said he's he was he had been seeking counsel. Right? Right. What do they mention on Star Wars? A counsel. The Jedi Council. Yeah. The Jedi, the Jedi Council. He had been right. seeking counsel. Now, right. he wants that title. He let it be known he wants that title. He let it be known he's coming for that title. In Revenge of the Sith, on the council, what did they tell Cody? He's not going to be a master. What did that, I mean, what did they tell Anakin? That he's not going to be a master. Yeah, you can have, we'll, we'll grant you a seat on the council, but we do not recognize you as a master. This is essentially what happened to Cody Rhodes. Right. He won the Royal Rumble. He did everything he was supposed to. The right way. The right way. Mm-hmm. Only to be denied. This is going to do something to him. Correct. You saw the look in his face. Oh, he was dejected, bro. They, they, it, exactly. <laughs> it's like you it's like yeah, and this is what I was saying in the the no gimmicks, you know, group on Facebook. He looked Your World Rumble win meant nothing. You nothing. you're basically saying I can go out there and bust my ass and throw out 29 other guys. It's going to lead to Stone Cold would say 29 pieces of trash over the top rope. And it doesn't mean shit because all of a sudden the Rock can come out there or Stone Cold Steve Austin can come out there and say, I'm taking this title shot. So move along, Jabron. Move, Move along. Move along. Yeah, right. That's essentially what happened to Cody. Yep. You can go. You could challenge for this other title, but it ain't gonna be this one. Right. Oh, and, and let me let me let me say something right quick about that too. When you when you mentioned this title, <laughs> so something that made me laugh my ass off on SmackDown is my Cody. <laughs> I know was where you're that about promo. to go. I know you. Yeah, about to go. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> so Cody was cutting that promo, and he says that belt, you know, it's a belt that my father didn't have. Bullshit. <laughs> that championship has no lineage to it, the WWF Winged Eagle, the WWF Championship. It's no, it's not the belt that San Martino had, or Pedro Morales, or Bob Backlund, or Superstar Billy Graham, or Hulk Hogan, or Bret Hart, or Macho Man, Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter. You so many it. others. So yep. many others. Shawn Michaels, Hunter, Austin. It's not the same. So. Miss me with that bullshit. And it's and, 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 and the thing about it that I kind of find funny the most is like on your own website, it shows two different lineages, bro. It does. Now. It does. 
And that's what, so I caught that, I caught that a long time ago, but I went back and looked cause I was looking for how long Roman had been the champion. I forgot. And I was like, Oh yeah, they don't even, they don't even recognize that lineage. Right. They don't, they have him carrying the belt, but it's only for like 600 something days, which would yeah. make him like number seven or some shit like that. Which isn't bad, but it ain't you ain't creeping up on a on a record. No, it's like the only record that matters is Gunther's record. Yeah. Which they gotta they gotta fix they gotta fix that. If that's what if that's the story you're gonna go with, you have to fix that. You have to roll it and say this is the title, this is the lineage, this belt now carries that they don't outright address that yeah and, and just like just like cody's belt it, it's it doesn't have any lineage to the the big gold belt right you know so right. it, it's just like i don't i don't know what the hell they're doing like if you want to if you want to trace trace the history back for the for the belt roman's carrying it's it goes back to SummerSlam, and it was finn Balor was first undisputed champion that's correct. what it goes down to correct so and you know what's crazy to me is how when I think about Finn Balor and, and, and when he won the Undisputed title and he's never gotten back close to that, um, I think about the matches that he could have had with Seth Rollins, you know, being a heel. Trying to I thought they were that. going that route and they yeah. ultimately didn't. I, I really wanted them to go that route. Yeah. And they, they just for whatever reason they didn't, but it would have made it would have made all the sense in the world because I never lost this belt, man. Yeah. Exactly. And it would have made sense because Seth is a baby face. Finn is a, is a heel and he's in, he's in control of a faction. It would have made all the sense in the world. It's actually, he's not in control of the judgment. Not yet. anymore, but at the time it was perceived yeah. that he was the guy. Yeah. I mean, we already know Rhea Ripley is in control of the judgment day. Right. Right. So she is the leader of the judgment day. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, man, that's uh <laughs> it's WrestleMania is gonna be wild. I think it's wild. WrestleMania is gonna be um it's it's gonna be interesting because the rock threw a ripple, you know, in, in the in the feather there, but um CM Punk did too when he came back. And I'm gonna uh, tell you it, it the, for the all Punk the wrong thing. reasons. It, yeah. it's horrible. It's for all the yeah. wrong reasons. Punk because being hurt, it messed up the plans. But at the same yep. time, they're talking about right now that they're going to probably be moving Punk to commentary. Is what he's going to be doing while he's rehabbing his injury. And which that is makes sense, be, though. That, yeah, which would be good. Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre is a monster, bro. Savage, <laughs> yeah. absolute savage. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Punk got hurt. I don't know what it is. I don't know who's giving him the green light, but I love it. Was well, before <laughs> I absolutely that. love it. It was. It was before that. It was. Well, when, yeah, before the whole that. thing started when he went with Jay, you know, and now Jay is going up against Gunther for the IC belt. Now it's like I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's like they have direction for Jay, but none for Jimmy. I think, I think that's the plan. Have them go, and which I. It makes sense for Jay to challenge and possibly win because 
if you're gonna um bring him if you're gonna bring him to prominence, Gunther, I'm talking about, you can have yeah. him challenge for for the title. Whoever wins that, if it's Cody, they had a banger at the end of Royal Rumble last year. So throw them in there. What's up, Total with Tom? Total with Tom's in the house. What's up, buddy? But uh yeah, you can have him uh you can have him challenge for the title. And you know, it'll make say, sense. I was gonna say the the ultimate thing with, with Gunther that I would have done was yeah, oh, no man. Another guy, and I'm going I'm gonna go back to Gunther, but another guy that I think they're wasting is Damian Priest with that money in the bank bank briefcase. I would have much rather had Gunther carrying that briefcase and the Intercontinental Championship. Would you that, imagine the, that the heat, the powerful. story, the story <laughs> that he could have there? That's I that's mean, OP. But then, like but then again, at the same time, if if they had been pushing Drew as a heel, then Drew McIntyre could have had that briefcase as well. And now he's talking about, well, I want to go to WrestleMania and challenge for a title. So hey, Cody, yeah, go after Roman. So I could go to WrestleMania to face Seth Rollins for the show. That's what he tried to do Monday. He tried right. to do And I'm like, night. this is the most sinister <laughs> I've ever seen a Drew McIntyre. I, I love, love it because it. The, I love the, it. the villain Drew McIntyre is better without the sword and all that yep. other goofy shit. Just straight up savage. I'm not a religious person, but I prayed I for prayed this to happen. And I'm I like, like, yes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I like, wow. I was like, yes. I love this. <laughs> They're just they Where's are just hitting on all cylinders right now with everything. So I was like, WrestleMania is looking like crap. And I'm like, now nah, I'm, I'm interested again in what they're gonna do yep. at Mania because here's the, the here's lot the thing. out there. Yeah. Here's the thing with all of this going on, like they've actually achieved something. The dirt sheets don't know what the fuck to do, and I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the part about it. That's the funny part about this is that they literally don't know what's going they on. Don't, like, they have, they don't. All have it food. is really is just all it is is speculation from yeah. everybody. Sean Ross, Sab, you got Melser. Everybody just speculating. They don't know anything, and I love it. No one knows I be, I want to be surprised this time around because I'm kind of yeah. I'm I'm thinking I know what's going to happen here, but I don't know. So that's yeah. What makes Even it trying fun. to predict it, like I'm okay being wrong. Cause right. that means it's not predictable. If I don't, if I can't tell you what's going on, then yeah, I like that. I like being right. surprised, and I like the prospect of I don't know what's going to happen at Mania. Right. I actually don't know, and this I like it because ever since Punk came back, it's like this weird you don't know because there was a plan. Punk screwed that up. Then he got hurt, so now you really don't know what's going on. Cody won the Rumble, but then Rock came back, and then now that's that's all out of control. Yeah, we might get Rock Roman, but what if we get a triple threat? We don't know. We actually don't know. And I'm like, yes, I've been needing this for a while. Give me well, more. Well, what's going on right now, and I mentioned this once again in the group, was what you're seeing right now with Cody and the Cody movement is the yes movement is what mm -hmm. you're saying right now. Essentially. So and it worked to perfection. Oh, it does. Because basically what you got here is you really have the rock playing the role of Batista. Right. Right. Yeah. Coming in and the crowd is like that crowd Monday. What a difference between Friday and Monday. Yeah. 
And supposedly they weren't expecting that. That was no, like no, no. Yeah, they were like that. Kind of took them took them back a little. So I'm interested to see what's going on here. Exactly, controversy sells and controversy yep. creates cash, as Eric Bischoff yep. says. Yep. So they're 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 doing everything they can right now to uh, bank on this situation and also take the focus off of another situation. Everybody knows that you know what we're talking about, so we got to mention here. But you know what I'm talking about. Taking yep. taking the focus off of that situation. And speaking of, of that situation, before we move on to the uh, the meat here, so Brock Lesnar um, <laughs> not going to be a part of WrestleMania this year, obviously because of reasons. And uh, mm-hmm. WWE and 2K have made the decision to take him off the WWE 2K24 WrestleMania edition uh cover they took yep. him off and replaced him with john cena now we don't know if he is going to be in the game still and if vince mcmahon is still going to be in the game they right. might pull both of them we right. don't know yet it's very hard to erase vince mcmahon from wwe that's just what never happen. It, it it will never happen he, yeah, he won't it is hard. he will not he will not get the benoit treatment it's not gonna happen so in saying that we're, we 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 talked enough. We we've been saying this for weeks. What we're gonna do? So, yep. brother, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into our meat and potatoes of tonight. Forty years of Hulkamania. Tonight we're doing the top ten matches. Now we're gonna do this a little differently. Frank D is gonna give his five. I'm gonna give my five. And then if you guys have a uh, top ten Hulk Hogan matches you want to throw out in the chat throw them up there we'll we'll talk about it so with that being said let's jump into it i'll let you go first i went first on the last top (laughs) (laughs) all right so for me i am going to go with wcw bash the beach 94 hulk hogan's debut match against rick flair for the wcw world championship and I thought that was one of Hogan's best matches. And, you know, okay. they previously did this match in the WWF. And a lot of people thought that it would have been the main event of WrestleMania 8. And it didn't happen. They Supposedly, right. they say, well, it wasn't the, you know, attraction we thought it was going to be. Whatever. They did it in WCW. As a matter of fact, they did it a couple times in WCW because they did it at Bash of the Beach. And later on in the year, they would do it at Halloween Havoc, a retirement right. match. In which Mr. T was a referee. It was a steel cage. And then um, Brutus Beefcake became the butcher. Our brother Brutai became the butcher and started to feud with Hogan. So I'm going to go with that match there. Hogan versus Ric Flair, WWE Championship. Of course, Hogan wins the match. Shaquille O'Neal with a ring, raises his hand with the big gold belt. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go Hulk Hogan versus Bill Goldberg, Monday Nitro. In the Georgia Dome, 40,000 yep. fans. Uh, Should have been a pay-per-view match, but we got it on a Monday Nitro. Yep. Um, it was during the ratings war, obviously. But the buzz that they built for this match was absolutely insane. Um, Goldberg was on his incredible run. He was undefeated. He had ran through pretty much the entire NWO to get to Hulk Hogan. And finally got to Hulk Hogan, setting up a a showdown on Monday Nitro. The commentary, the only person I remember on the commentary, oddly enough, was Bobby the Brain Heenan. 
because he was talking right. so much shit on commentary. Yeah. Uh, but just remembering the spear and the crowd going crazy. And they did a very nice thing during that match too. They zoomed out, showed the crowd how everybody was reacting. People already throwing stuff in the ring because they know Jack Hammer's coming. And Bobby the Brain said, when he gets him up, this place is going to explode. And it, right. and it absolutely did. Uh, that night, I believe, I think Goldberg was pretty much made before that night, but that night solidified the stardom that was Goldberg. So it's one of mine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were right, right in the middle of the Monday Night War. And at this point, WCW had been losing, and this is the reason why they pulled the trigger on Goldberg yep. and Hogan. It was actually Hogan's idea to do it. Yep. So um, if you remember earlier in the night, he wrestled uh, Scott Hall to get the match with Hogan later on yep. in the night. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great moment in the war. I think it was probably the last time WWE actually beat the WWF, if I remember correctly, in the rakes. Yeah, I think so. So, my next match, we're going to go all the way back to 1990 at SummerSlam. It's Hulk Hogan versus the Earthquake with Dino, Dino Bravo in Earthquake's corner and the Big Boss Man in Hogan's corner. So I thought that was a great match. Very good storytelling. They did a whole campaign of everybody sitting there, you know, um, uh, writing for, you know, cards and shit for Hulk Hogan, basically, um, because he had got the, the earthquakes, you know, drops, the earthquakes, you know, splashes on, uh, what was it, the Brother Love show or something like that. Yeah. So this was just was a great angle. Originally, I believe Tugboat was supposed to be in Hogan's corner, but that got changed, and then it became the big boss man. So I I saw it. I mean Tenta, John Tenta, God rest his soul. Tenta was just so underrated. A beast. Yeah, so, so underrated. underrated. Was a beast, you know. And from what I what I hear from people, one of the nicest guys. Hated. I was being just about heel. to say that. I was just about hated to say being that. a heel. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. He but that's what made it so it. good. <laughs> it made yeah. it so good. Yeah. And he actually loved it, you know. And, and Bret Hart said the story. He's like. Tenta hated being a heel, and he loved it when he became faces. Really? Because he got to interact. Yeah, he got to interact with the kids and all that. And that's what he liked to do. He was just so like a teddy bear. He was like a real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I heard that too. He was a uh, he was a he was a great guy. Yeah. So. Hmm. Good one. Good one. I'm gonna go a little bit left field. I had this one in my top ten. I, I almost didn't want to talk about it, but I'm gonna because it's absolutely hilarious. Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, geez. You talking about SummerSlam, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I almost didn't talk about this one, but I'm gonna talk about it. Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. The selling in this match. By Sean Michaels. Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> it's an absolute masterclass in selling. <laughs> it's an absolute masterclass of being a prick. And it was yeah, great. it's a prick move. It was a prick you know? move. But it made yeah. Hogan look like a like every move was just oh, he's killing them. He's killing them. Yeah. But but yeah, no, it, was, it was good. It was it, good. It was good, man. <laughs> and, and just saying that that promo segment they did um before that with Michaels dressed up as Hogan. <laughs> that that was good. That was good stuff. So yeah. they, don't, they don't do stuff like that anymore. Maybe no, we'll get they back don't. to it one day. They don't. They don't. But yeah. 
one of my one of my favorite. I don't know if it's actually a top match because of how you know the the the, the selling was, but I think for me it's one of my favorite matches watching him in because yeah, it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be like this grand. It was supposed to be like uh, Hogan and the Rock, right? It was supposed to be like that, but it ended up being what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so. My next one on the list is going to go back to WCW. And okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan versus Sting, Starcade 97. Now, people will be thinking like, "Why the hell would you pick that match?" Well, it's very simple. If you actually go back and watch the match for what it was, it was actually a pretty good match. It told the story, but it it, it didn't do any favors for Sting. Because Hogan dominated the entire match. And had they not did the, the finish they did, because, I mean, legitimately, Hogan won the match. I mean, there was no fast count, you know. Hogan legitimately won the match. He beat Sting. Right, right. So, And I you mean, can I'm, tell I'm by the crowd. Down. The crowd was like, what? <laughs> right. We waited a year so, for this? Right. So I'm going to pick that one. Okay. All right. I am going to go to the beginning of Hulkamania. Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik. Right. 40 years ago. Um, and <laughs> we got a comment here. I'll get to it in a second. But uh, that match, that match, a lot of people don't give it enough credit, I don't think. Um. Because the Iron Sheik was the guy that beat Bob Backlund. Um, Ended one of the longest streaks in in WWE history. Uh, WWF. WWF, you know what I mean. (laughs) But uh, he had had, like lava heat on him. And that set him up perfectly for Hulk Hogan. And not a long match at all, man. That match was maybe five minutes. Right. And for for that to be the testament of a generation of people and their fandom, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Storytelling in that amount of time is nuts, bro. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. Five minutes. And we're talking about the legacy of the, the next 40 years of this man. We're celebrating 40 years based off five minutes. Well, let me tell you this. So none of that would never have happened had Hogan not gone to New York first to work for Vince Sr. Yep. And then did the Rocky movie, which got him to the AWA, started Hulkamania in AWA. Yep. Then went on to the WWF and had the match with the Sheik, and then went on. And uh, hell yeah, Rocky, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, thunder lips, brother. Yes, yep. <laughs> yeah, that was just yeah, that that was just great there. And see Hogan with a full head of hair, my god. But um, um, yeah, man, it's just it's it's just crazy how it exploded after that. And, and Hogan was grinding; he was hustling. You know what I'm saying? Like big yep. time. And then Hogan, but Hogan did some heel work before that. I remember seeing a, a, a match where Hogan was um, the incredible Hulk Hogan managed by classic Freddie Blassie versus Andre the Giant at Shea Stadium. 
and uh, he slammed Andre like it wasn't nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So the next match on my list, which I thought was a good a good Hogan match, and it actually made somebody. It was some controversy there for a little while because Hogan said, you know, this guy did something to him, which turned out to be BS, and this guy carried guilt for years about it until we watched the tape. Saw that he didn't do anything wrong. He was protected. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker, Survivor Series 91 <laughs> WWF Championship, in which Hulk Hogan lost the belt to The Undertaker, did, did the, the favors. Taker okay. tombstoned Hogan on a steel chair. But if you watch the tape, Hogan's neck never hit the chair. He was in Taker's <laughs> knees, okay, in between his legs, his, his thighs. So Hogan's on the mat selling this and holding his neck, whatever, and he's like, oh, brother, you know, he really hurt me. So Taker felt like shit for, for a <laughs> while because he thought he hurt Hogan. And so he actually went back and watched the tape and see, wait a minute, I had that dude like then. Like, so that, they had some heat for that for years, you mm. know. So yeah, but that's 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 better with me. Young I, I kid, like watch that match. Yeah, Taker is a young kid, man. Yeah, got to make him feel bad, right? But and what I like about that. I like that one. He's so 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 we have a comment here that says no bigger reaction to, to a title win I ever saw. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one real quick. It's not my number one choice, but I'm I'm gonna say this one. Um, I'm gonna put a bonus one in real quick. Okay, so. It, it was um, Hogan, once again, it's another um, Hollywood-Hogan match. Hollywood-Hogan versus Lex Luger from Monday Nitro, Detroit. When Luger beat Hogan for the belt, that place went crazy. Like, Banana. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that, was, that was crazy. We talk about reactions, just pure reaction. Go back. And watch that. You can find on YouTube. You can find on WWE Network on Peacock. That episode of Nitro, Hogan versus Luger. It's probably one of Luger's best matches he ever had. Mm. That place exploded. And then it all went to shit because Hogan won the belt a couple of days later at Road Wild. <laughs> yep. It sure did. That's right. work for me, brother. So I'm going to go. My next one's going to be. Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Of course. <laughs> Listen, man, this is me in my teen years. This yeah. is two of the biggest wrestlers of that generation. Right. And the way they built that was like, you're never going to see Ali Tyson. Right. But you're going to see Hogan Rock. And that shit... Cause I was a boxer. I'm I'm still a boxing fan, but that shit hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, yeah, man, this that was a what if. Right. Tyson versus Ali is the biggest what if, and like, what if they fought? Like, what that fight would look like? I don't know, but I do know that I get to see The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania in Toronto, and that crowd legendary. Legendary. So, so let me ask you this question. So when you go back to that match between Hogan and The Rock, mm -hmm. remember Hogan came in that year in February as part of the NWO. He was back to being Hollywood Hogan. 
Right. And so no do way you out. Think, do you think that the reaction would have been bigger if Hogan had came back in the red yellow? Oh, that's such a tough question to answer. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know. I do know you needed, you kind of needed Hogan to be the heel. Yeah. Because he, because the whole thing is like, he had to be down. So when Hogan's, Hogan's last appearance in WCW at Bash to be 2000, he was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. Reverted back to that gimmick. So that's the last time you saw him. Right. You know, before, um, you know, and the little stuff he did after, because remember, after Bash to the Beach controversy, he never went back to work for WCW. Right. He showed up with, with uh, Jimmy Hart with the XWF, which he was back in the red and yellow. Mm-hmm. But then when they got the, the call, they said, we're gonna, okay, we're going to do the NWO angle. They brought it back as Hollywood or whatever. But you're right. Hogan had to come back as a heel. It only made sense because Rock was just too popular. Right. But once again, they kind of misjudged the Bro, the, once the they got in that ring, all the bets yeah. were off. No one knew that was going to happen. All the right. bets were off. And that's what right. made it a great match, honestly. And that that spoke a lot to The Rock, too. I didn't, at the time, I didn't realize this. Yeah. Actually, actually, I realized it, but I didn't really grasp it like I do now. Right. For The Rock to flip on the drop of a dime is some of the most legendary shit <laughs> ever, bro. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He turned at the drop of a hat. Once he figured out that Oh, they're really with Hulk Hogan. Okay. Right. Well, you be the good guy. I'll be the I'll be the bad guy. They did this shit mid-match, man. <laughs> mid-match. No yeah. talking to nobody. No nothing. Just but that's all right, just, you're the good guy now. That's just how just you 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 feel the crowd, you feel the energy. Right. You go with it. And and that's what they did in that match. Right. And um I guess my my last one I'm gonna pick, and there's just there's just so many Hogan matches you can't do it justice. But this one here, it's it's not so much the match, but it's the story that's in the match or what's going mm-hmm. on here. Because it was something cool they did. So my my final match is gonna be for the WWF championship. It's the debut of the Winged Eagle belt. It's Hulk Hogan defending the championship against the eighth wonder of the world. Andre the Giant, with the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and Virgil in his corner. And if you remember, they pulled the twin referee deal here. Mm. They had the Earl Hebner. Yeah. yeah. Earl Hebner yeah. made his debut as the, the evil referee, and then him and his brother got into a big thing. And, you know, Hogan <laughs> was like, oh, they they a plastic surgery brother. And so <laughs> and that's also when – Andre and Giant did the botch and says, I want to give, you know, present Mr. DiBiase with the World Tag Team Championship. So you're talking about the Saturday night one. The main event. The main event, yeah. Yeah, correct. Okay. Not WrestleMania 3. Yeah. Because that would be too cliche. Everybody does WrestleMania 3. <laughs> I'm talking about the match that was the biggest drawing match in television history, which was the main event. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm not even mad at that. And historical reference is the debut, the Winged Eagle. Like I like it. I the big one. I I just said that. That's what I'm saying. I'm 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 agreeing. Yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned that. Yes, sir. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. I am also. I'm gonna go cliche. (laughs) 
<laughs> Go ahead. Because we don't get here. So two matches that I stated, we don't get Hulkamania without these two matches. And right. I know where you're going. We get WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. I'm not sure if we're sitting here talking about Hulk Hogan if it wasn't for that match. Maybe we are, but we are, but, but that was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah. That that was a big one. Yeah. I, that match probably made WrestleMania what it is. Right. The sheer spectacle. Yeah. Well, it was that match. It was that match that made it what it what it is, a spectacle, just what WrestleMania is, but there was another match on that show that from a work rate work rate rise that it's oh, talking about Macho and Steamboat? Absolutely. Which That's which one of my favorite matches the ever, bro. Honorable mention here. It's not even an honorable <laughs> mention. Let's just, the, the hell with it. There's no gimmicks. We do what we want. <laughs> um, the Mega Powers explode. WrestleMania 5. Hogan versus Macho Man. The match that was built right a, a year to build. Yep. yep. You know? So that's another one. And then you want to talk further. Let's talk Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. WrestleMania 6. War. WrestleMania 6. Yep. Oh, it, it was Warrior's that, that best match. match you ever had. Yep. I was just about to say that. Yep. Get on the plane, Hulk Hogan. Talk yeah. to the pilot, Hulk Hogan. What the fuck is he saying? I don't know, but I want to see this match. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Total and Tom says he said the same thing. Credit to Hogan. He gave Warrior the best match of his career. Too bad that it could not be duplicated in 1998. Oh, my God. Oh, that match is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that match is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Bad. Another honorable mention is uh, <laughs> Hollywood Hogan versus Triple H Backlash 2002 for the uh, WWF Undisputed Championship. Why don't I remember that match? Uh, I was deployed a lot. Yeah. But I don't remember that match. Well, he beat him. It was uh, it, the Hulkamania is born again. This was after this was after Mania. Yeah, this was uh, 2002. Hogan was basically wearing a red and yellow, but he had the black beard, so he was still Hollywood Hogan, but he used to wear a red and yellow. Huh. Yeah, Voodoo Child was his theme song, which you cannot hear, obviously, for on the WWE Network. <laughs> I'm going to have to look for that. I don't yeah, remember that. Off, yeah, go if you go on the WWE Network, just go Backlash 2002, and it's the main event. Huh, okay. Oh, look at this. This comment is this is up there. I, I actually yeah. agree with this one. <laughs> yep. I actually agree with this one. I'll put, Any match Hogan wrestled uh, in Japan. Yep. Yep. And so you yep. can do Hogan versus uh, Noki, Hogan versus Muda. That's yep. one of my favorite Hogan matches. In Hogan, Japan Japan. Was, Hogan in Japan was different. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Because he said he go over there and work. Yep, he yeah. said it himself. He doesn't have to. He doesn't. He can go over there and actually wrestle. He doesn't have to do any of the bullshit he has to do here. That's right. what he said. Right. So. Yeah, Hogan in Japan, yeah, and shout out to the tape traders because I didn't catch this, I didn't catch these until I was older and and knew about shit like that. But um, I had one of my shout out to Tracy. He was a tape trader from yeah. where I grew up, and that's how I found out about all Japan and 
all that shit they had going on over there. But yeah, shout out to Hogan. I'm going to mention another honorable uh, mention match, and it's going to go back to No Way Out 2003, The Rock Hogan 2. Oh, yes. 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 Shout out to Total One Time. He said he was a tra- tape trader. But yeah. Yes. The the build up to that match was amazing, too. Oh, it was Hollywood, Hollywood Rock. Rock? Yes. I think Hollywood Rock is the best version of The Rock. I I do. So Hollywood Rock was what well, yeah, he, he was good there, but I like I like Nation Rock. When he Nation you know, Rock was good too. Yeah. yeah. Nation Rock yeah. was good too. I'm not talking about nation and domination. I'm talking about the nation. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, with with Owen Hart and all him. That's that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That yeah. version of Rock. Yeah. He was good. He was good there. Damn. Might have to come back to that conversation. What's the best version of the rock? Yeah, that'd be a whole show in itself. Yeah, 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 it would. Yeah. That's a good that's a good com- that's a good debate. That's a great debate, actually. I and I'll mention another match that, that was that that was pretty good. So I think it was the uh the the war to sell the score. Hogan versus Roddy Piper. Hmm. I got one. Match. Hogan versus Vader. Yes, Super Raw, 95, Baltimore, yep. when yep. Hogan no-sold the Vader bomb. Yes. Killed Vader just like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Destroyed him. What do you think that's, about Hogan versus... Uh, what do you think about Hogan versus Brock Lesnar? I think for what it was, and this is the thing that kills me with people when they say, "Well, Hogan didn't want to do the favors to anybody." He did. That's you, why. You, know, I, you remember how many put how many people Hogan put over in in his return that year? Hogan wasn't winning many matches. Hogan was losing to Jericho. He was losing to Angle, Lesnar. I mean, he, The Rock. I mean, dude, he lost to The Rock twice. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So. People say that people can say, "Well, Hogan didn't want to do business." Whatever. You, you know, know what? what? That's that's kind of similar. It's kind of similar to what they what they say to uh, what nah. <laughs> what they're saying about CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk doesn't want to do business, but if you look at CM Punk in the Rumble, he was getting his ass whooped handily. He did business. He did business. So. It just depends. I guess if WWE's that kind of last stop, I guess people they do the favors. Well, Hogan had something to prove, anyways. Yeah, true. You know, true. Yeah, I mean, because you know, McMahon told him you got to bring it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll agree with. I I will agree with that one too. Worst yeah. match of all time is the <laughs> finger poke of doom. Yeah, we had you, that. You we had this here. discussion. We did. It's in. It's in the archive. But. You, you notice when we're talking here about Hogan and, and WCW, we're only bringing up a few matches because mm-hmm. Hogan did not have many memorable performances during his run at WCW. I yeah, mean, we, yeah, yeah. Any match he ever did with the Giant was horrible. Um, he uh, Hogan was trying to be the big match guy in WCW. He was and, trying to do WWF matches is pretty much what he was trying to do. Right. He was trying to yeah. do that, but it wasn't going over well. 
Sting, great. Flair, great. But these are these are like all time great wrestlers that he's going yeah. in the ring against. Savage. Yeah. Like if you put them in there, you put them in there with someone, and it don't go well. Then whose fault is it really? <laughs> well, they'll say that they'll say that it's the person that's working with Hogan, not Hogan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the more memorable matches were in WWE. WWF. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, we, I think we all agree with that. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's maybe it's me as a fan because I grew up watching him in WWF and going into my teen years, he was in WCW. And those are two right. completely different products. And if you're trying to do the same thing that you did during that time frame, you're catering to a different type of fan, right? It's it's no different than now. Like the majority of the fans now grew up with John Cena. So if they look at some of this stuff going on now, it's not going to be the same product. It's just not. Yeah. It's just like, it's the rock is here now. Exactly. The rock was from our era. Right. But, the era now is the era of Cody and Seth Rollins. Right. So you have this last relic, quote unquote, from the Attitude Era that just showed up because he's on the board of directors now. <laughs> he's a big Hollywood actor, and he just shows up and he says, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do whatever hell I want to." Jabroni, you get your monkey ass out of the ring before the Rock lays a smackdown on you. Right now, fans fans hate it. <laughs> right. But back then it was like. You got to be, it's piss and vinegar, bro. Your spot yep. is never secure, ever. Yep, whatever. It is what it is. Four words, man. Card subject to change. Yeah. We'll be I said this in the group the other day. The yeah. card is subject to change, man. You just, fans nowadays, I grew up in a rural area, which means the big stars didn't really come out there that much. So those four words meant a lot. Because if right. they advertise somebody and they don't come, they ain't fucking coming. You getting whatever they got. Right. And that's usually how the WF would do shit. So they would run to A Town, <laughs> to B Town, and your right. C Town would be, you know. Yeah, you ain't get you getting scraps, my yeah. guy. Exactly. <laughs> you want a filet mignon, we're giving you fish. Yeah. Take this and be happy. Yeah, it's not even good fish either. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So but yeah, it's it's like that, man. So, all right, man. Final shots and thoughts. What do you got? Well, basically, um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the show, been mentioning here, plugging it, but we are going to be presenting another podcast here, the one that's going to be about Star Wars and all that. And originally, we were going to go Rogue Empire. Uh, we're not calling it that anymore. We are going to be officially... The Rogue Scoundrels is what the show is going to be called. And uh, we'll be debuting that uh, in a few weeks. We're just going to be fine-tuning some stuff. And and we're going to basically be talking about Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, DC, all the controversies going on. So look forward to that because the Rogue Scoundrels is on its way. Correctamundo. Correctamundo. Very excited for that, too. Very excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. So uh, I do want to shout out. uh, I put this announcement out 
uh, earlier today, but I do want to shout it out on the show. We do have an interview series coming up. Uh, I do want to shout out Metroplex Wrestling. And uh, they do have an event, Destiny, March 16th, here in Grand Prairie, Texas. They will be... uh, they they were going to be moving to a bigger venue for this show. It's going to be the biggest show they've done. They always do great shows when uh, Wrestling Revolver comes around. Wrestling Revolver does their uh, they pick some of their talent, put them in the shows, give them a great uh, experience. They're in there with bigger stars on another level. It gives them great experience. But world class organization that they have over there. Uh, shout out to uh, Matthew Palmer. Uh, he's heading that whole thing up. So shout out to him. Um, but he offered, uh, no gimmicks, a chance to interview some talent. And we took that opportunity. We're going to be bringing the series, uh, path to destiny. So we'll be interviewing guys here on the no gimmicks podcast, promoting this event starting next Wednesday. We have the former MPX champion Tatum Manning. He's going to be stopping by. We'll talk to him promote the event he's just coming back to metroplex wrestling so we'll catch up with him see what he's been doing and promote this event but um shout out to everybody over at mpx man they're they're just their fan base is awesome uh they're really loyal to their fan base uh when those guys go out uh aw came and uh a bunch of those guys were on ring of honor and uh collision and the MPX faithful came out and supported heavy. So it's one of the best fan bases here in North Texas. Um, so show those guys some love when they come through, get to know some of these guys. Cause they've already been doing big things on, on another level. I expect a lot of these guys to be seen on another level because they are just, they, they are awesome, man. They really are. So. They are they are the superstars of tomorrow. And No Gimmicks Podcast, DFPN, we are very, very fan, uh, friendly to the indie. So if there's yep. any independent organization out there that wants to do business with No Gimmicks, we are always open. Always, always. Also, um, this Saturday, February 10th, Mission Pro Wrestling. They're going to be doing their Sleepless in San Antonio event. Um, <clears throat> I was going to try to go down there and check that show out. Won't be able to. Um, I will be here for the MPX event. MPX is doing an event here, so uh, I'll be supporting that. But we are sponsoring that Mission Pro Wrestling show. So make sure you guys uh, catch that on titlematch.com. If you're unable to go, there's still tickets remaining. So go to missionprowrestling.com and get your tickets for that. If you're in the San Antonio area, it's right by Lackland Air Force Base. So go check those girls out. The ladies, they always have a great show. Um, yep. And with a lot of those guys, Ren Sinclair, who was a former tag champion over at Mission Pro. She's in WWE now. And she also did uh, work with Dawn Pound Championship Wrestling that's in San Antonio as well. Yep. uh, And that's headed up by Rodney Mack and Jazz. They are the trainers for Dawn Pound. So just, you know, it's just basically what I'm saying is go out there and and support the Indies. Because once again, these are the superstars of tomorrow. These are the superstars you're going to see in WWE that you're going to see in TNA. You're going to see AEW. And, and so forth and so on. But 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's pod right now, and we are definitely on the road to WrestleMania. We're going to be checking out the Elimination Chamber that's coming up. We got Singh's last match at Revolution. So much. There's company. so much, so, so much, much stuff going on. You know, then we have, like, once again, um, we got our stuff going on here. No gimmicks. We got the Rogue Scoundrels podcast coming up. Like I said before, we're going to do a deep dive here, people, into the Star Wars lore. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be off the chain. Trust me. You're going to be wanting to listen to the Rogue Scoundrels. We pop it here on the DFPN. And once again, if you would like to join us on Patreon, he mentioned earlier we have a free tier, but if you want to be down with the boys, $3 will get you everything from the Dad Filming Podcast catalog. You got the No Gimmicks Podcast. You're going to have Make It Make Sense, the Smoke Pit, the Kringers of Nerd, and the USEN. You're going to have the Rogue Scoundrels Podcast shortly, all basically before anybody else. So check yep. us out. Come check us out. Patreon. Support your boys. Other than that, uh, oh, uh, put up that message there. What's that? Oh. Says, uh, <laughs> Shout out to Total cool. Atom. Total yeah, Atom is uh he he's he's up on the East Coast. Uh I am going to be going there. Uh I'll be there for WrestleMania. Total Atom, we gotta meet up, man. We definitely gotta meet up. But shout out to him. Cool. Appreciate yeah. the support. Everybody that's joining us tonight listening to uh no gimmicks, you know, outside of uh outside of Patreon, so I think we're going to wrap it up and say <laughs> basically, uh, in order to uh, help control the uh, the pet population here, uh, don't forget, people, have your uh, have your pet spayed or neutered because uh, if you don't, I'll force choke you. <laughs> oh, yeah, and also remember, always remember, the dark side will be with you always. May the force be with you, people. Don't oh fuck me. you. <laughs> don't listen. Don't listen to this guy. There is no dark side. There's just the force. Oh bullshit. You see Yoda behind me gonna hit me with that lightsaber. <laughs> There's only the force. But thank you guys what for you tuning say? in. We'll we'll debate that on Rose Scoundrels. But, yeah, okay, we can. I'm gonna yeah. win this debate. Oh bullshit. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, guys. Say? For us over on the No Gimmicks podcast, for everybody over at DFPN, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful time, and until then, enjoy what the fuck you want to enjoy. Peace. And I know it's all fitness, all fitness, all fitness. We give them no gimmicks. Yeah. And I know it's all fitness, all fitness, all fitness. We give them no gimmicks. Yeah. And I know it's all in this, all in this, all in this. We give them no gimmicks, gimmicks.